Twice a week, Van Lathan and Rachel Lindsay dissect the biggest topics in Black culture, politics, and sports on their show, Higher Learning. They discuss the most important and timely conversations while also frequently inviting guests on the podcast and occasionally debating each other. Check out Higher Learning on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Wow. Thank you. I promise you, it's just iced tea. Thank you Don't worry, I'm not going to bring you in an RV, give you alcohol, and just try to show you the bedroom. (laughs) Cheers. To Katie. Mm, The RV. It was definitely lived in. I'm happy to finally meet you. Oh my gosh, it's been such a long two weeks of waiting to see Mm -hmm. you guys. At one point while we're talking, he starts to eat celery. Oh, hold on a second there, Katie. Oh, oh, Let me move all this over. Oh my gosh. Trust me, this is the cleanest you'll ever see it. Okay. He's throwing his dirty boxers. And unfortunately, I just wasn't feeling the vibes with the RV. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other... Well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car, Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Welcome to Bachelor Party, Katie season. It's here, you know, we've known it's coming. I wasn't really ready. And then I watched the finale and I was like, cool, I like The Bachelorette, let's do it. And to discuss tonight's premiere, I'm joined by my colleague, Nora Princiati. Hi, Nora. Welcome. Hi, Juliet. Thank you so much for having me. I'm oh. honored to be on the, the premiere episode. You know, I just felt like I just knew you'd bring the takes and I just felt like, I don't know, I just I just, just felt right. I just felt like I needed to have Nora on. So we are going to talk about this episode. We'll get into all of it. Just first impressions. What'd you think? What'd you think of Katie? So, okay. I actually, so I'm going to give you my impression. Then I have a question for you. Wonderful. I have said frequently on this show, uh, on, on this show, on Bachelor Party, that the show in question, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, seems to be just hornier by the second. (laughs) And my first impression is that, boy, is that not going away. And obviously Katie was sort of famous instantly for coming onto the show with, uh, the sex toy. And I think usually they start out and they kind of try to add some nuance and build a character. And I didn't necessarily feel that with Katie's introduction. I'm glad you brought this up. First of all, we will come back to all the sexual puns later. I'm just going to ask you for your favorite and who had whose sexual energy 
that was like so it's not even like overt or obvious. It was just sort of like talk. It wasn't even sexual energy. It was like talking about sex. It was so it was strange. But I'm glad you brought this up because we'll talk about the lack of Chris Harrison in a second. But the biggest difference between this premiere and so many other premieres is they showed like no footage or B-roll from from Katie's time on The Bachelor. And there was no references to Matt. There was no discussion of like heartbreak. There was it was sort right. of like she came out of the wilderness just like Matt did. And I thought that was super weird. I was like, the only backstory is that she's sex positive. But if you hadn't watched Matt's season, which I assume most people have, but you wouldn't know that like her thing was she came out with the vibrator and you wouldn't understand why she was so into all of these weird gimmicks that people were doing. Yeah. Yeah. And and so I think my my impression was that most of that has to do with just that there was a lot of drama surrounding last season and they kind of wanted to make this like a clean slate, except yeah. a clean slate with a lot of sex puns. But my question was... Where do you feel like Bachelor Nation is on Katie going into this? Because my Bachelor consumption habits, I don't look at spoilers at all. And I pretty much just watch the show with my friends as much as possible and then catch up if I can't watch it with my friends in a given week. Right? (laughs) And so my experience with Katie is just when she was on the show. I really liked her. Yeah, she was great. People liked her. My sense is that people have soured on her. Yes. A little bit. Is that accurate? I Where think do you that think that's is accurate. coming from? I think I'm part of I'm part of this problem though. I'm not sure I'm part of the solution. I think I've said several times I don't think the other women in the house like her. And I don't think they did. I don't think they did. Like when Brie was on the pod, it seemed like she wasn't that into Katie. Um, okay, but so isn't that because Katie, frankly, stitches against stitches? Yeah. But she was also the only person who really clearly stood up against all the bullying that was going on in that house. And yes, like I think people make mistakes. It's also a very difficult environment in which to be your best self. And I don't think that those women are like bad people who we shouldn't like. It just was an unusually catty season. And if I were one of the other contestants, I probably would resent the one person who came out of that looking like, you know what? Katie stood up for being a good person. That said, that's coming from a place of like (laughs) pettiness and wishing that I'd comported myself better. Right? Like I I think there's a little bit of it doesn't surprise me that Katie ended up not being like welcomed into the group from that house post show, right? Because she did kind of um, she put into herself. relief, yeah, and she put into relief how nasty some yeah. of them were being. Yeah, absolutely. So I can see how that wouldn't go over well, but I I'm just here to say I don't think it's fair, and I really like her. Okay, great. I I like her too. I thought she had a good first night showing. She's just also clearly different than a lot of these women. And 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 I think like the other women, it seems like they found a lot of really nice friendships in Peter's and Peter and Matt season, Peter season two, perhaps. And I feel like Katie isn't really in the group, like we've been saying, but like that's okay. She she can do her own thing. I you know, some some women don't find comfort in big groups of women, and that's totally fine. I think that she seems like she has a pretty clear like sense of herself. And I I feel like also maybe that for Matt's in the Matt environment, like didn't go over great for whatever reason, but I don't know. A lot of the women were pretty strong, strong headed. It seemed in in a good way, but whatever Matt season's over, let's focus on Katie season. And I just feel like Katie, it was a good first episode. I don't know. I, I, I felt really beaten down by the last season of the bachelor. It was such a bleak, bleak affair. And I did, I did note that they like clearly wanted to have a clean slate, clean break going into this. And 
I like this group of guys. I was like, okay, I can work with this. I, I thought it was a, a charming bunch. So many props and so many gimmicks. It was like that that made me a little bit nervous. Like, oh, these they know these guys are boring, so they all have to like come armed with some kind of prop on night right. one. But but it Whatever. seems like Katie's kind of into that kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. She seemed really into it. Like, I feel like the more there was like something like silly or like ridiculous, she was really into it. I mean, the only one we'll talk about this, but the only one that she wasn't into was the RV. Really? Yeah. That guy was the surgical skin salesman. <laughs> I think so. Yeah. I don't know that you can be someone who sells skin yes, and Jeff. bring someone into a dirty RV and pull it off. I just, I don't think that's setting yourself up for success. I'm sorry, Jeff. Did you tough, think that tough did you moment? Think he really did live in it. Like she was saying. Yeah. Why else would you do that? <laughs> I don't know. But first of all, one of the guys in the, in the house was like, Oh, the breaking bad RV and they are in New Mexico. So I was wondering if there was like some like elaborate breaking bad joke going on. I don't know. But I, it just seems so far fetched that he actually drove his RV and, and brought it there. I was just like, can this be real? But on the other hand, why would you want your shtick to be look at my dirty RV? Here's some crudite for you. I don't know. It was yeah. so confusing. I just, and then she pointed out that he was like noshing on celery and it was very strange. He also called her darling, darling on the way yeah. out after she didn't give him a rose, which just, I got such like serial killer energy from that guy. I'm sorry. Big time. Totally. <laughs> okay. We're going to come back to the guys. We're going to talk about the best props. We're going to talk about who we think are the front runners, the instigators, other notables. But first, Chris Harrison out, Tasha and Caitlin in. What'd you think? Mostly I thought that it kind of went off without a hitch. I love, I'm always happy to see Tasha. I don't know if it's just tough to be on screen with Tasha. So I commend <laughs> Katie and everyone like the uh, later on in the episode where she was wearing that like black one shoulder dress oh, yeah. and had her heels back on. I was just like, this is unfair. I never want to be in a photograph with this woman ever in my entire life. I know. Um, but thrilled to see Tasha. I thought they did a good job. I thought they were kind of I thought there was a lot of them peering through the window. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. other than that, it was pretty seamless. Usually what happens is um, like when Chris would host at the mansion, I've been a couple of times for night one. And so usually what happens is like there's tons of people standing off to the side. Like the one I remember the most clearly is when I went to Ben Higgins night one. And like so many people wanted to meet Ben that they kept like in, in between limos like people would just go up to him and be like, Hey, I'm so-and-so. Like I like got to meet him then as well. So there's usually like, a lot of action on night one. It seems like Katie's all alone, but like then when she's talking to the camera, it's actually because there's so many people around her. Like it's a huge production. So usually what happens is, you know, Chris comes on and off for his scenes, talks to the lead. They redo things a few times, but usually he is. And people are just watching off to the side. And so, and you can go to the control room to try to hear a little bit better. So I actually think that was like, probably more or less what they were would have done anyway, but they probably put them at the window because it was like a clear shot and like it was like they were more removed from the actual. Right. And, and they got to do the sort of voyeuristic thing of like, oh, she's really, oh, she just looked back at him. Oh, he's cute. Oh, she's really responding to him or whatever. But then it was just sort of silly because we spent, I don't know, 10 collective minutes on Caitlin and Tasha just like with their hands on their foreheads being super spies together. But I was happy to see both of them. They seemed like a good time. And I thought it was, it was just most notable that he wasn't there really at the very end, just because it was really funny hearing someone else say the lines of, 
Ben, say your goodbyes. Or, you know, this is the final rose tonight. And they said it so seriously, like they were really trying to land it. It was, it was funny, but you know, new era. I was into it. Also, I thought they both looked great, loved their black dresses. And I'm, lo- I'm loving Caitlin going back to the dark hair. She looks great. Yep. Totally. I, I, I was into it. Um, there was a bit of news today that came out. I think it was in Matt Baloney's newsletter. And he um he's a reporter for the Hollywood Reporter. And in his newsletter over email, of course, not actual newsletter. He reported that um, things are kind of getting contentious in the breakup between Chris Harrison and the show. And he said, but behind the scenes, Harrison was questioning the legal theory behind his sidelining. As the talks became increasingly nasty, Harrison came with the ammo of his own, namely two decades of dirty laundry on the show, including, I'm told, some potentially damaging information about franchise creator Mike Flace. Whether that dirt ends up in a publicly filed lawsuit will depend on whether Harrison will accept the final rose or a settlement agreement with an NDA or whatever. So it's not going great Uh-oh. behind the scenes. <laughs> oh, whatever. Boy. Buckle good up. Luck. Good luck, everyone. I mean, there's so much bad shit about Mike Fleiss out there already. I'm not sure if you remember, but two years ago, his wife was like, yeah, press charges for, um, I think, assault. And so, you know, I don't know. I don't know, Nora, but let's move on. Shall we talk about these guys? Let's do it. Who's your favorite? Just let's start there. Start from a place of positivity, a place of yes. All right. So I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't have a serious crush on, on anyone yet. I think... This was a helpful night one for me in some respects where I will be forced to adjust to Katie's tastes being very different from mine right off the bat. Mm. I think in some ways with Tasha, there was this thing where at first I was just like, oh, she's so great. Like she totally gets it, totally in sync with like what I would want. And of course, you're always sort of overlaying your own preferences and desires onto the, of course, the leads. That's, that's but, obviously why I prefer the bachelorette to the bachelor. Right. <laughs> and then you get further on and further on and they start making different choices. And it's like, what are you kidding me? Like justice for Ivan. Also, um, also for the most part, as you get deeper and deeper, everyone becomes less appealing. The lead and the contestants. You're just like, Oh God. Cause you're just oh like, God, seeing why them did all, you do that? Yeah. Yep. Seeing them all do all this shit. And you're just like, God, that's why you don't date someone who goes on reality TV. But yes, anyway, carry on. <laughs> the guy, I, I don't, he did not get a lot of screen time and it didn't seem necessarily like Katie super responded to him was the guy who did like the the hug with the breathing. Yes, Gabriel. Gabriel. I was very into Gabriel. Here's um, what I wrote I just, in my notes. Gabriel, very handsome, weird hug guy. Kind of into it. That's what I wrote. Okay, literally, Juliet, exactly, exactly my entrance journey with Gabriel. Because I actually think, and this is what I was thinking when you were like, which one of the weird sex props or innuendos or puns resonated the most with me? The answer is none of them. They all made me uncomfortable. But one thing that I do think is like a really hot thing to do is sink your breathing with someone. That's like, if you... Very intimate. And like forced right off the bat intimacy as a way of establishing a connection with someone in in that space. I think that's a really good move. I really liked that he did that. And I don't think there's no way you're going to do that where the hug itself is not going to be a little bit weird um, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right off the bat. But but it's like it's like the 38 questions thing where you have to end by staring into each other's eyes for four minutes. Like, I don't know. Oh, it was a modern love essay where there's this. Like 
some scientist came up with 38 questions. I think it's 38 where if you ask them to a partner and then stare into each other's eyes without breaking eye contact for four minutes, you're supposed to fall in love. And the essayist did it and like married the guy. And the essay is about how a modern day Jane Eyre reader. I married him. Right. Exactly. Um, (laughs) But I did think about that with that hug where it's like, you're, you're just, there's this instant connection. I think when you do that with somebody. So that was the, that was the thing uh, from an entrance where I was like, oh, that was very smooth, but it was not like making masturbation jokes about a paintbrush. Gabriel doesn't seem long for this world. I, I don't think she was vibed with it that much either. Also, like he seems like the kind of person who probably wants to like go with you to France and just take in all the art. And that's, and which sounds great, of course. I, yeah, I'm, I'm really into that. Great. But I don't know if that's Katie's vibe. I just want to read you the bullet points from his bio. Gabriel doesn't understand the concept of athleisure and believes that, quote, people should respect elegant styles of the past. Gabriel loves to play tennis. Sean Connery is Gabriel's favorite James Bond. So he's kind of like Daniel Day-Lewis in The Phantom Thread. Like, I feel like that's like his his spiritual antecedent. So I don't know if he has a home on The Bachelor or Bachelor in Paradise for that matter. But I'm glad that we're on the same page about Gabriel. We're into the hug. Yeah, I really I thought I, I had the same reaction where I was like, oh, I don't think she's vibing with this but I am. Yeah. So <laughs> maybe he'll get a little bit of time. Um, also, he's older. He's 35. And most of these guys are like in their mid twenties. Right. I think Thomas, the real estate guy from California mm-hmm. has very strong villain vibes. He's very handsome. He just seems so confident. Yeah. That I'm sure something will go wrong there. Thomas and Aaron, those were the two instigators on my list. Aaron was, um, I think, like the first one out, maybe. He was the insurance agent from San Diego. And uh, he was first or second, I'm I'm pretty sure. And yeah. uh, he just seems really, like, full of himself and really into himself. So, was- I, I, actually, he he was second out. I, he's, he was a very insurance salesman to me. That's what I wrote down. But I, and, oh, he said that people told him he has a nice smile. And it's like, let her judge for yourself. Perhaps yeah. just smile. <laughs> yeah. Well, and and right. And he kind of tried to tried to slip it in like he wasn't drawing attention to it. And then somehow that that seems a little bit more like you're trying to do it. Was he the one who got in the weird fight yes. that didn't get explained? Yes, he did. That's correct. What went make, on there? I don't know. It made no sense to me. I have no idea. I, I have no clue they were fighting about. And it also just seemed like embarrassing, whatever it was. It was probably so insignificant that they didn't even want to explain it. Just have the vibe of tension, I guess. Um, I think you need to have like some kind of fight. Like there wasn't a lot of tension in this premiere. Like there wasn't like a lot of obvious um, prob- like problem people. I mean, like we picked them as instigators, but just because like they're talking a lot, not because they seem right. bad. I don't know. What do you think of Box Guy? His name, I think, was uh, James. Yeah, James the Box Guy who looks like C-list Bradley Cooper is what... <laughs> I wrote down. She was really into the box. I'm just like, what's wrong with you? Why are you into the box? (laughs) I was just grateful by the end of it. I was fully expecting a, a, another pun to do with the box Uh and it never happened. And for that, I was grateful. He seemed fine. I mean, it just seemed like she really, really, really responded well to the ridiculous entrance choices. Like cat guy, cat guy. I couldn't. Cat remember. guy really worked for her. 
I had to work really hard to figure out who Cat Guy was. It was Connor B, the guy yes. who is also in the bath with his like guitar ukulele at the very beginning. Yes. The math, math teacher, teacher. From, from Nashville. I'm very confused by Connor B. Like, here are all the data points we have about him. He's a math teacher from Nashville, but he actually wants to like be like a country music singer. He did the weird bath thing. And he uh, dressed up as a cat and kept the makeup on and got all over Katie's face. Like, those are... Which I think is a trick more people on this show should try. <laughs> if I were on... If I were a contestant, all I would do at every opportunity is just put stuff on my face, try to make out with the lead, and piss everybody else off. I don't understand why it doesn't happen more often. And it did seem like she got she got it off her face before she went back in. But what better way to establish yourself as like, we were playing some tonsil hockey in there oh, than yeah. just to to do that. I don't understand why it doesn't happen more. Anyway, well, I, I cut you off. Probably would have been clear from his face that it was like smudged a little smudged. bit. He, yeah. But Great. I noticed that too. I was wondering about the continuity. I was wondering how long it took to touch up her makeup or they just, because I couldn't really see a clear difference before and after. So I was very curious about that. <laughs> I'm glad you brought it up. But she was really into Cat Guy. I, um, this brings us to Greg. I thought Cat Guy was going to get the first impression rose. Greg got the first impression rose. As did I. Yep. But when I saw Greg's package, not, not a pun, his, his, home, <laughs> his hometown, like, you know, showing his family in New Jersey. <laughs> I'm so upset. In the context, you have to clarify here. We're talking about this bizarre it wasn't even like sexually charged because it was so juvenile, like all of these puns that it, I didn't even find it that sexual, but it was like just a lot of sex talk, which, yeah, I don't think that's even like what sex positivity is as far as I understand it, but look, that's another, another point. Anyway, Greg, when I saw Greg's family, <laughs> I was just like, oh, this guy's winning. And I just was like, I, I just have a vibe. He's like so normal. He's so much less interesting than all the other guys who got to have these introductions. Like, you know, only like six of 30 got to have like an intro. And I was like, there's literally nothing special about him. I don't know why they would shout him out if he's not going far. And then he got the first impression rose. So maybe that's why they shouted him out. But I was just like, I think this guy wins. Like, he just seems so plain. And I, for some reason, for some reason, among all of these like ridiculous entrances and these kind of, and a lot of really handsome guys, I was just like, I feel like this like plain dude is going to win. I don't know. It's just the feeling I had. Yeah. No, I, I think there's real logic to that because when she gave him the first impression rose at first and she was having that conversation with him about, you know, I hope this gives you some validation. I hope this gives you like a good sort of feeling that we're off to a good start here and, and some confidence to be yourself. My first reaction was, oh, crap, is Katie going to be the type of lead that is too much of a people pleaser? Mm. Is she doing this because she thinks he's uncomfortable and she doesn't like that and she wants to kind of support him? Because I thought that she had better vibes with Cat Guy. Totally. Um, who, I know is named, who I know B. is named Connor B, but like I'm, I'm never going guy. to call him that. I'm sorry. I, he's Cat I agree. Guy. He's Cat um, Guy. Especially because I wish they could make these ridiculous entrances and then change. I know. Like, I just didn't need to see the pause for, for an ensuing hour and a half. Um, also seemed hot. Yeah. Like, yeah. I- but it's hard to seem hot in a fuzzy cat suit. No, no. I mean, like, like temperature wise, it would have been hot oh. to be wearing that. <laughs> He's cute, though. But it it's just cute, hard sure. to, like, be a Casanova when you're in a cat suit surrounded by men in nice suits. Uh, but she was really into it. It was so confusing. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. Uh, but then when I thought about... So yeah, so that was my first reaction to 
the first impression rose was like, is this not a petty rose, but is this sort of like an encouragement rose? But then I thought about it some more and it was like, okay, my first reaction to Greg was, oh, a marketing bro from who lives in New York City. Like, how's Murray Hill? It must be great. (laughs) Um, And then when I thought about it more, it was like, this dude has been on camera a lot. Yeah. And he has not said anything. Yeah. And that's got to mean something. Totally. Rachel was the same way. Rachel Kirkinell on, on that season. So he's he's definitely going far. And then there was a lot of him in the teaser. I looked into Greg because my spidey senses went off. I've got some bad news. Greg took acting classes a few years ago. Oh, oh no. <laughs> I, that's one of the reddest flags there is. I'm really sorry. But he... um. He also like posted a picture like outside the window of it. And Greg just went down a few notches for me. I'm really, I'm really sorry, Greg, but I just, I can't let that go. I'm worried he's an improv guy as well, which is like even worse than taking acting classes, like an, like an improv guy. Um, So is, is this just, is this reaction that he goes down a few pegs in your estimation based on taking acting classes because there's a fear that he's doing this for publicity or is it just that? No, men taking acting classes have questionable motives in general. It's that I think he like loves attention and like wants to be an actor in an unrealistic way. And it just makes me question his viability as marriage material for Katie. Also, I don't think I don't think any man with those bangs isn't hungry for attention. Also, he played D2 basketball in college at St. At St. Michael's on on a losing team mostly. Um, and I just feel like, I don't know. I, I, here's the other thing. Greg has really strong New Jersey vibes. He is from New Jersey he, as yep. we know he lives in New York and Katie's like super Pacific Northwest. And like, you know, I think you can overcome regional differences, but I just don't see that working long-term the PNW and, and Edison, New Jersey. That's a no to me. I'm sorry. I just don't see it. Yeah. I don't know. He also just didn't seem like Fun. He's not a silly goose. You know, yeah. Katie's a silly goose. Maybe you can't have two silly people in a relationship, though. Maybe one has to be more serious and an aspiring actor. I just feel like here's the thing with the acting classes. It's like not a lark. It's not like, oh, I'm going to hit an open mic or like, oh, I'm going to like just do some improv and see how it goes. It's right. like, I'm really committed to like seeing if I can become an actor through these acting classes. I don't I don't know. It's like are, it's like it's like a character from Barry being your bachelor contestant. Oh, my know. gosh. <laughs> Yikes. Do you want that? <laughs> I hope Greg I don't. Listen. I don't know if Katie does though. <laughs> I'm sorry, Greg. You seem nice. His family seems nice. Oh, one other warning flag about Greg. He posted yesterday on his Instagram. It was his birthday, so happy birthday. Um, he hadn't posted before that since September 2020, and you know, putting out some new content right on the eve of being on TV. It's another cause for concern. Just wanted to throw a shout it out. Wow, Greg. I'm really tough on Greg. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. All right, it's official. I think I've discovered the ultimate coupling of all time. Like any good relationship, they really balance each other out. One is super sweet, and the other, well, they can be a little nutty sometimes. It is, of course, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. So perfect, some would call it true love. Find Reese's now at a store near you. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. eBay knows that when it comes to jewelry, authenticity is the real gem. When you see the blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, 
It means your next piece will be carefully inspired by jewelry experts and will always be worth its weight in gold. Whether you're looking to make a statement or build the perfect everyday look, eBay is making sure you get the real deal. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that jaw-dropping piece will always arrive jaw-droppingly real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Let's move on to some people we did like. Can we talk about Andrew S.? Yes. Yes, yes. Uh, who is the football player from Vienna. Football player from lives Vienna. Vienna. He's from Chicago, lives in Vienna. Main thing we know about Andrew S., loved Bridgerton. He didn't explicitly state Bridgerton, but he came with a British accent and he was doing the I burn for you. And that's from Bridgerton. And yep. I like it. I have, we, He watches Netflix. I think you'd, that's what you'd expect from a, um American living abroad, like who plays yep. sports. And he seems fun. He seems like a, a cool dude. He seems super fun. Adorable smile. I found him very just sort of like infectiously charming. Agreed. I thought the fake accent trick was um very cute. I also think that loving Bridgerton, that's kind of a good way to maybe, maybe imply some some baseline sex positivity without going sure. over the top with it. Like, sure. you know, show appeals to women for a reason. I think <laughs> there's there's maybe an implication that he's sensitive and understands a woman's needs. So so good for Andrew S. Sure. He certainly understands that women find um, the Duke, Simon Bassett, very attractive. So he was trying to emulate him. So great. 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 Great stuff. Andrew S. is all over the teaser. And he was all over this episode. He was like the narrator. So he seems like he'd be great in paradise. He also seems like he's going far because there was so much of him in the teaser. Yeah. But I also think he seems like a wonderful bachelor, like just wonderful. Yeah. I think I, it's hard for me to think of a person who would like, we know very little about him. Right. But it's hard for me to think of a person who would get that first impression of Andrew S and be turned off by it. Yeah. Right. I'm not saying that he's going to be every single person's, you know, number one right off the bat, but he just was very charming. He seemed funny. He didn't seem like he took himself too seriously. He's lived in a different country. He has good taste in television, looks good in a turtleneck, which, you know, a lot of, a lot of men in bachelor history rocking the turtleneck. <laughs> so there you go. A lot, lot going on for Andreas. I also yeah, seriously. did. Look, being a football player in Austria, an NFL career does not make. However, there was Brendan, the guy who quit hockey before college mm. and then used hockey in, I don't know, every appearance that he was on screen with. Like he was the one who was teaching her how to shoot. 
outside the hotel and just made it part of his his whole origin story. And then he's like, yeah, I stopped playing before college because I didn't really like it. Like, come on, man. <laughs> I know. There's so much more to Andrew S. than just being a football player. Like, that was bare. That's like, I actually didn't even really remember that except for like, the fact that it was, you know, in, in Austria, which is um, not common. What is the American football scene like in Vienna, in Austria? Do you know? So that's actually not, it's not like it is here. And that's not um, a person to say the least. And that's not the most competitive international league, but Austria and Germany, like Germany is the place where, so the NFL has a little bit of a footprint in the UK and then in Mexico, if they ever added a third where they started doing games, it would be Germany. Oh, okay, cool. So Andrew S he's like, you know, fourth tier football player. I'll take it. Just does yeah, a British accent. Fine. I thought fine. Katie's British accent was really bad. Like just, it was very not good. It was really bad. But you want to know what? She didn't care. She was just having fun. That's the thing about yeah. accents. I don't like to do accents because I don't have the confidence to be like to, to try. Like I, I'm like I, I sound stupid. Katie doesn't care, and I do think that will make her a good bachelorette because she just does stuff because she wants to. She's not like yep. particularly self conscious. Down. Yeah. Yep. I think we're gonna be getting a lot of Andrew S. Like a, a lot. Also, Andrew S. Like you said, he he participated in sex positivity without having to make a sexual pun, which brings us next. To Justin, the the muralist, the artist, excuse me, who um, was talking about stroking it out and then had the paintbrush. What did you think about Justin? He also had like an intro package like um, Greg and Andrew S. So he's notable. I just I'm I guess I'm this show's resident prude. I just wasn't (laughs) here for it. I was I just I was sitting there like clutching my pearls, listening to him say over and over that he was stroking it out. And it I just didn't need it. I didn't need to hear it. Justin, you've never met this woman. Like, stop. Also, you know what's hot? A really good athlete who paints. Like, nothing else necessary. Right. Nothing right. else necessary. <laughs> like, he's probably objectively, I think, the most handsome. We saw him dunking, and it turns out that he paints. I was just like, fuck yes, Justin, great to meet you. And then he has to do, like, this ridiculous not even puns. I don't even know what to call it. And I was just like, this is sort of like, I felt a lot of these guys, Justin included, were very much like dating app come to life where you're just like, you didn't need to do that. There's plenty of other good stuff here. Yeah. (laughs) Keep it more a different prompt as the TikToks like to say. Do they say that? I don't understand TikTok. Yeah. It's because it's like what the, the bit will be is a guy taking a prompt. That's like mountains or the beach. Mm. And then the answer will be like, I like both of them or right. not much for either. And it's like, well, why don't you choose something where you could maybe reveal yeah. something about yourself? Like many options. You Justin, don't have to just, it's just like Justin has a lot to offer. I think, I don't know. Maybe I'm just biased because he's very handsome. And again, I mentioned he dunks and he paints. Like I, I don't really know what else you could want from a bachelorette contestant. Right. So I, I was dismayed that he was engaging in, in, in this, um, rhetoric, but that's okay. I still and have high hopes for him. That's the problem with this is because like I, I processed those details to a degree, but never got to the mental third step of being like, oh, those are, those are super attractive qualities. I, I just was totally distracted <laughs> by the entrance, but maybe it wasn't good differently. It wasn't good, but there was also a lot of him in the, in the teaser. So I'm like, okay, pay, paying attention and to they you. Must have, I, I will give be a little bit more generous with them is that their producers must have in some way oh, kind of 
goaded them into doing this because so many guys made these puns. I I think they must have been nervous that it was going to be bad or weird without Chris Harrison. And so they particularly on night one, because that's when he's really the most involved. And so I bet they kind of were overcompensating with so many gags because we haven't even talked about the blow up doll. Someone brought a fucking blow up doll. It's like, is this Lars and the real girl? I didn't even like that movie. It was depressing. I mean, that was Cody, by the way, who got the final rose of the evening, I guess. Well, and also... Cody is a zipper salesman. I know. Like, I, that couldn't have been your sex pun? <laughs> Seriously. Also, can we find out more about that? We need to know more. We must. Um, what's the zipper market like these days? Seriously. Also, Kyle. I want to talk about Kyle. He's the one who, like, ripped off his briefs. Like, I'll keep it brief. Ripped off his briefs. So, when Amelia and I were going over the bios, we called Kyle Hot Kyle. So, he will be Hot Kyle for me the rest of the season. I really wanted a lot more because he's also objectively very handsome, but that was like yep. just so lame and he didn't speak a lot. So I don't have a lot of high hopes for hot Kyle. Also, I want to note uh, paradise is filming right now. And so people who are Instagramming aren't there and I'm pretty sure hot Kyle's not there and he's so hot that he, there's no way if he had gone further, he wouldn't have ended up in paradise. So he must leave next week. Right. Right. Although um, maybe all of, maybe all of life is just paradise for hot Kyle. <laughs> Probably as he lives in Fort Lauderdale. So, um, on this note, just a quick detour. Bennett, of course, from Tasha season has also been Instagramming. And as, like I said, paradise is shooting right now. I cannot believe that Bennett was not a first ballot paradise chip pick. So I'm just like, did he pay someone to keep posting to his Instagram? Like, did he hand over his account? I'm so confused by this. I, I can't wait to find out what's what, because Bennett not being in paradise is honestly shocking. It's more shocking than like anything else that's happened in bachelor nation over the last year. And it's been a crazy year. That's unbelievable. That's I know, that's, right? I'm flabbergasted. Simply unbelievable. And he was like, I think he was like at Harvard over the weekend. He was near you, Nora. He was in the Commonwealth. What? Bennett? <laughs> I don't know. Bennett's... I, I still have a lot of affection for Bennett. I do too. But he's a little cringy on Instagram. Oh, Like, he seems awful. like a robot. It's awful. It's also just like... I don't know. It's it's the same level of Greg who took acting lessons. Just like the, this thirst is very uncomfortable for me. Yeah. It's like, Bennett, be better. You know? You, you purported to be better, so... Come on, please. man. Also, I hope we get to see his um, Nantucket Chateau. I feel like he mentioned that. So please, please gram about that when you get around to it, man. Yeah, come on, Bennett. Let's go. Let's move on. Should we talk about RV guy more? Nah, we covered him. He was really creepy. We also have uh, another virgin, another athlete virgin, the baseball player. I have to say, I'm so uninterested in this, especially on the heels of this whole Colton situation where it's just like, Let's just let that go. And also, of course, they put a virgin on Katie's season, but to make it someone who seems very emotional about it and also apparently is very religious, it's just like uncomfortable. And I really hope it does not take up a lot of airtime. I'm just like, yeah, so not, although not are you confident in that? Because I felt very much like, oh, no, great. This is going to be a whole big storyline. And it's just like, <sighs> yeah, it just seems like because it, it they must build they must build chemistry in some way if it becomes a storyline. But I just felt like, okay, Mike P, the virgin, humbled by baseball. I know. Like, this is a person for Katie? I don't... Absolutely not. No way. Like, come on. No, he's just like a gym... He's j- gym owner, baseball playing virgin. Just like, she's not going to be into that. That's not her style. She likes the and cat all, guy. Yeah. <laughs> she likes the cat guy. 
Right. It's not just about, it's not just about sex. Like he has that. He doesn't have the goofiness and like right. the sort of like silliness she clearly is into. He's not a silly goose. My my roommate and I say this about men a lot. Is like, you can either be a silly goose or you're not. And some people really need a silly goose. Mike is definitely not. Let's talk about Michael. Michael is the father who right. joked about giving her the family heirloom. I actually thought that was funny. I liked that. I thought that was funny, but I found him very cringy. Yeah. Um, he just seems like an uncool dad. And like, there's, you know, like that's like a lovable type of person. Like there's wonder- many uncool dads out there that I'm sure are wonderful, but like for bachelor contestant, that's a pass for me. Yeah, I agree because they always come off with this like strong air of desperation. Yeah. And then it makes me feel weird for their kids and their family. And it's just like, and I'm sure, you know, I'm sure he's a wonderful father or I more accurately, I have no idea, but don't go on the show. I know. Like, just don't. I know. Just, just go um, somewhere else. Go be with your kids. I was, I was interested in the fact that he said his kids were with his parents and not with their mother. So I was curious about if he's divorced, if he's a widower. I was just curious. Hope we find out. Probably will. Yeah. I don't know. The one guy she said she was into, it wasn't just like seeing it like with Greg and Cat Guy. It was John the bartender from San Diego. She specifically said that he's her type. So we didn't get a lot of John, the bartender from San Diego, but I did note that I was like, oh, okay. So he's catching your eye. Interesting. Yeah. And he is cute. He's good looking. He looks kind of like he kept, I kept um, mixing him up with Andrew, I think. Um, Not Andrew S. The other Andrew. Andrew M. The deputy deputy district attorney from Newport Beach, California. Yeah. John, um, he seems cool, I guess. I don't know. He didn't really speak, but she did seem really into him. But it's kind of funny because he had no gimmick. He got no other screen time. But she went for it. I mean, I guess she's going to go for it with him, I suppose. I don't know. I, uh, I I feel like this is like actually like a pretty good group. I feel like they did a good job specifically casting for her. Which I think, yeah. I think coming out of Matt's season was very necessary. Yeah. Yeah, like for sure. More attuned to like the matches, I guess. Although, who knows? But you, you never know how long these guys are in the hopper for. Here's who went home. Brandon, who has the craziest hair I've ever seen on this show. Like fallout boy haircut. I, I'm, he didn't even get to speak. No words spoken by Brandon. He's just, he's in and he's out. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, RV guy who I believe was named Jeff. Jeff. I, yeah. I call him skin boy. Skin boy. You call and, him RV guy. And Marty who, you know, he just, he didn't get to do anything, but apparently he's a dancer from Reno. That reminds me. He was 25. Yeah. 25. I have it, what I have written down for in the category of gone is Skin boy in parens called her darling on the way out. It frightened me. <laughs> Fallout boy haircut, dude. And then the 25 year olds. Yeah. Which I will say, if I have to say one like yay for Katie thing from night one, she eliminated the 25 year olds. There's a couple left. There's a few left. Just saying. Which Austin, ones are Austin's 25? We also have Josh at 25. Landon, who I did not care for. I, for some reason, Landon just rubbed me the wrong way. I don't know why, but I just wasn't into him. Okay, but know. she got rid of two of them. Yes, she did. I wanted Which, more from Marcus. He had the best outfit. He was from Portland. He also didn't speak that much, but I really liked what he was wearing. It was like actually like a cool suit. I think it was burgundy, if I recall correctly. I just wanted, just wanted a little bit more from him. I don't know. Who? Oh, David 
had the pants that were about a foot too short. Oh my God. Yes. That was appalling. That was very upsetting. I liked David until that. And I was just like, oh no, 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 no. It's just like they pan down and all of a sudden something has gone truly horribly wrong. Terrible. Like an overly aggressive cuff is something that happens on this television program with some regularity. Sure. This was the worst I've ever seen. This was capris. Like this is like straight up European style suit. Or like wool pants in the dryer. Yeah, really, like, really rough. It, it was really bad. Also, he introduced himself as a New Yorker, but his Chiron said he lived in Nashville. Just very tough. They did that to Greg, too. It's just like people who are going to claim a city, just make it match up for them. You know, I, I just feel like you're putting them at a disadvantage otherwise. <laughs> otherwise, it just looks bad. Although I right. guess Greg said, I live in New York. He didn't say I'm from New York. So there, there's a right. bit of a difference there. Okay. I don't know. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it's going to be a good season in general. I I will say, I can't help but just think about like who's going to be in paradise when I when I watch particularly the Bachelorette, knowing it's coming so soon. It's such at the forefront of my mind of like who will who will we see again? But truth and time will tell all. Um, before we wrap, I want to talk about some other Bachelor Nation news. Are you aware that Piper and Brendan are dating? Yes, I did see that. I didn't. I'm going to be honest. I didn't really look into it, but nothing to look wow. into. It's what I'm here for. Can you? Yeah. It's like an incredibly attractive couple. Yeah. Yeah. Just like two beautiful people. Yeah. I'm really happy for Brendan. I just feel like he needed a girlfriend and I'm happy it's Piper. I don't know. I just feel like he needed one. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. There's a, there's a slim subset of guys where you'd be like, he kind of needs a girlfriend. And Mean it in a good way. Yeah, I do and, mean and it in he, a good way. He's in there. Yeah. He seems like a girlfriend guy. Well, he was married, so we know that about him. I just feel like yeah. that's a great couple. I, I didn't see that coming, but I'm really into it. That's always encouraging, right? Is when it kind of comes out of the blue because yeah. then you just feel like, okay, you you two must actually kind of, there must be something there. And I, I still feel like of everyone who was on Tasha's season, I most wanted happiness for Brendan. So I hope he's finding it. <laughs> As do I. Oh. Yeah, she seems great, too. I think she moved to New York. Well, so many of these gals moved to New York, and I think that like, he was coming down to hang out in the Bachelor crew in New York City. So, I don't know. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. I, I just, I think it's a great a great summer match. I, I hope it lasts beyond September. Yeah, plus, I mean, I think there's like been a good sort of New York contingent of contestants and former contestants recently. Absolutely. And that's it's, nice. It's usually seems, so like LA centric. I know it's the and city then, like, of the, the moment. South. It moves around every few months. It's definitely the city of the moment. I think Nashville seems to be coming on strong with this cast, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Katie's Pacific Northwest energy. I'm really excited to see how that plays out. I feel like in general, it's good for this show. Like when, Des and Chris were on it and Catherine who's with Sean Lowe like those are Pacific Northwest people I feel like they're really well suited for reality TV for whatever reason even Peter who like was a disaster but like has that like Seattle energy I just for some yeah. reason it just works in this franchise so I, I feel positive about it it's gonna be great it's gonna be a great season Nora thank you so much for joining me I'll be back on Thursday I'm gonna be joined on Thursdays this season by Callie Curry who's been on this podcast before I'll be talking batched in the b-side Maybe some other shows. I'm currently, um, I'm just fucking obsessed with Below Deck Sailing Yacht. Talk about a horny show. It's so good. Nora, you got to watch it. It's fucking great. Um, So I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit. And yeah, I'm just, we're back, baby. Bachelor season. Let's go. It's very exciting. It's very, very exciting. (laughs) 
Thank you so much to Kaya McMullen for producing this episode. You can catch more of Nora on the Ringer NFL show. I'm also on Ringer Dish if you're interested in celebrities. And if not, talk to you on Thursday. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.